is missions month. So we're going to be talking a lot about that this, this month because we know that missions is the heart of God. And it's not just, uh, we're not just talking about foreign missions. We're talking about uh, missions everywhere, reaching for the lost everywhere and accepting the responsibility that God has given to the church to be uh, carrying the message of the gospel to the world that uh, is, is, in, is in need. And um, we know that this is a biblical pattern that is given to us. It's not just something that we've thought up and it's not just my idea or anyone's particular idea. This is God's heart. This is the heart of God to reach for the lost. More than 7 billion people uh, live on this planet and the largest majority of them don't know God. Many of them have never even heard, not even one time, the message of the gospel. And it's hard for us to comprehend, but there are places around the world where uh, the gospel is just not available. It's just not. And I was pointing out to Brother uh, Bowman on the back bulletin board, one of those, those uh, uh, displays that's back there is related to the effort to get Bibles into Iran. And it's been on my mind for a good while. And I've, I've been learning about, reading about what's going on in Iran. The church is growing faster in the country of Iran than anywhere else in the world. And it's illegal to be a Christian. It's illegal to, to meet as a group of believers, a church. They can't meet legally. But yet the church is growing. And uh, so this group and many other groups, this is uh, 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 Voice of the Martyrs that's trying to get Bibles into Iran for those believers and many of them new Christians that are coming to the Lord. I don't know, for me, it's just, it just seems so encouraging and so exciting what God can do. And uh, I, I want to be a part of it, even if it's just through prayer right, and maybe buying some of the Bibles to send to those Iranian Christians where it's illegal for them to be Christian. The same thing is going on in North Korea where that country is so dark and so uh, uh, atheistic and um, uh, it's, it's illegal. You'll be shot if you have a, a Bible or a Christian book or a Christian music in your home. You can be jailed and even killed just for owning things like that. Now that's the, that's the condition of some of these nations of the world. And that's why we need to be involved. We need to be praying all the time for the nations of the world and asking the Lord to open doors. Amen. Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 3. With all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds, that I may take, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak, that I walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. 
So they're lost in Iran, they're lost in North Korea, and they're lost in London, Kentucky. Right here, within our reach, there's a lot of people that don't know the Lord, and they need the Lord so desperately. Now, just to remind you that Paul is in a Roman prison. This is one of the four prison letters, four prison epistles that he wrote from prison. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was in prison and I was praying, I would probably be praying, Lord, get me out of this place. Get me, set me free from this place. But in each of those four prison letters, there are prayers recorded by the Apostle Paul, and he never prays to be released. He never prays one time, get me out of here, out of this prison. But instead, he prays prayers like this one. He says, pray for us. Pray that God would open unto us a door of utterance. Now, he's a prisoner, and his prayer request is, pray that God would open a door so that I could declare the gospel. Pray that the Lord would give me an opportunity, a door of utterance. Amen. That's the kind of prayer that we need to be praying. Lord, every day of my life, every week, Lord, give me open doors. Give me opportunities. Open the door. Give me a door of utterance so I can speak to people that are lost about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like I said, if I would have been praying that prayer, if you would have been praying a prayer from that prison cell, it would have probably been something like, Lord, please help me to get out of this prison. But instead, Paul is not self-centered. He's not selfish. But instead, he, he, more important than his own comfort is the care for those that don't know Jesus. He cared more about the lost than he did his own comforts. Amen. And it paid off. Because he, pray, he prayed the prayer and said, please pray that the Lord would give me a, a door of utterance. And the Lord did exactly that. Philippians 1 and 12. But I would, I would you should understand, brethren, that the things that happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. He's talking about his imprisonment. I'm in bonds. And the Lord, he says, it's fallen out or it's, it's, it's happened that through, even through my bondage, that the gospel is being furthered. That the gospel is going forth. So that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and all other places. And we know, we've talked about this before, but we know how that happened. How did the gospel get in all throughout the palace and in all, how did it get... How did it spread like such a wildfire in that circumstance? Well, remember, he was chained to Roman soldiers, and they would rotate those every four hours. They would rotate those soldiers. And, and during that time, can you imagine being chained to the Apostle Paul? What that was like? I can tell you that, that every one of those Roman soldiers, they were getting the gospel poured into them. They were hearing about Jesus and him crucified and him uh, risen from the dead. They, every one of them. And so they would leave and somehow through their influence then, they were, they were coming to the Lord and it was getting spread all over the palace and in many other places because Paul had said, 
please pray for me that the Lord will give me a door of utterance. Even in this terrible circumstance. You understand that sometimes God uses your adverse circumstance, your trouble, your problems, and uses it as an open door and even a door of utterance, an opportunity to speak up and to talk to people about the Lord. You say, well, was he successful? He was. Chapter 4 of that same book, chapter 4 of, of Philippians, verse 22, he says, as he's closing out the, the letter, he says, all the saints salute, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. The saints in Caesar's household. He's sending a greeting to those that God has used him and his message and even his adverse circumstance to get the gospel to them. Praise God. We are called of God to reach for the lost, to reach for them, to, be, to do what we can to reach for those who don't know the Lord. They don't have a personal uh, relationship with the Lord and we uh, have uh, the responsibility and the calling. Amen. And sometimes, like in Paul's case, it may cost you something. There may be a price to pay. If you're not willing to pay the price, if you're not willing to sacrifice, and really ministry, much of ministry has to do with a lot of sacrifice. Just mentioning these who serve and minister in the school, they sacrifice. They sacrifice. They give of their time. They're paid much too little what they deserve and what they so they sacrifice because they see that the value of it is much more precious than even of, of financial gain. They understand what's really precious. And people that try to go into to ministry but they are not willing to make any sacrifices, what a what a foolish, foolish thing. Many years ago, probably 40 years ago, we were pastoring in Oklahoma and uh, we hadn't been there that long. And a guy wanted to come for a service who said he was called to China. And uh, so he came and then that night we recognized he didn't, have, he didn't have anywhere to go, anywhere to stay that night. And we weren't really prepared for him because we, we, had, we had sold our bed. Is that what it was? Marsha and I had sold our bed. We were sleeping in one of the girls' beds, and they were just sleeping wherever they could sleep. That's okay for kids. Kids can do that. Uh, but, uh, but instead, we gave the missionary our bed that we were sleeping in, and we went into our room where there was no bed and slept on the floor that night. And then the next morning, uh, Marsha got up and went out to get things, coffee and I don't know what all, bacon and eggs or whatever to fix breakfast for this, uh, this uh, guy that said he was going to be a missionary. And so while she, I mean, she's scrambling around to get this all ready. And while she's preparing it, he, he smells the coffee brew and he says, now if that coffee's for me, I don't drink coffee. And then she's frying the bacon and he says, if that bacon is for me, I don't eat pork. And I told Marcia, he'll never make it. He'll never make it in China. And he didn't. He didn't. Matter of fact, he disappeared. I haven't heard of him since. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. 
but uh, uh, if you're not willing to sacrifice, you're never going to be able to do something for God. In any kind of ministry, certainly as, as a witness, if you're wanting to be used of the Lord, if you're praying, Lord, give me a door of utterance. Give me an opportunity. He'll answer that prayer. But are you more willing uh, to, uh, to give up maybe even some of your own privileges and comforts to be willing uh, to serve other people? That's what the apostle is describing here. Pray that the Lord would give me a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. And then he said that I may make it manifest. This is a part of his prayer request. It's about a five-fold prayer request. First, of his, first he says, Lord, pray that, that I'll have opportunities to speak for Jesus. Pray that the doors would be opened, that God would open doors to be able to speak the truth of the gospel. He was praying for divinely arranged, divinely timed opportunities set up by God so that he could be a witness. And then he said, Lord, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. What he was saying was that I can make the message clear as I ought to speak Make it clear. Give me the right words at the right time so that I can speak what needs to be spoken at the right time. Words fitly spoken. That's what he's praying for. Pray for me that the door would be open and pray that God would give me the words to say at the right time. Amen. Praise God. And then he said, pray that I walk in wisdom toward them that are without. Those that are, that are without are those that are outsiders. They don't know the Lord. They, they're not serving the Lord. Pray for them that are outside of the kingdom, not a part of the church, not a part of the body of Christ. Pray that I would walk in wisdom toward them. So notice the, the prayer request. He said, pray that God would open the door. Pray that God would give me the right words to say. Pray that God would give me wisdom in the way I walk. The way that I walk is my demeanor, my actions, how I present myself uh, to the world. Pray that God would help me to present myself in such a way that they would, like Brother Bowman was saying tonight, that they would see your life and they would see the touch of God upon your life and they would long for that. Help me to walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. And I don't want it to, don't let this opportunity pass me by. He said, redeeming the time. Don't let the opportunity pass. But take advantage of the opportunity that God gives to you. How many times have you had an opportunity to speak up for the Lord and you just kind of thought, well, I don't know if I should or not. Should I even bring it up? Should I even witness to them or not? But pray that God would help us to walk in wisdom toward them that are without, those that are, that are uh, in the world. And sometimes they come into our services and they ought to feel more welcome here than they, ever, than they feel anywhere. They ought to sense that the people of God love them and care about them and have compassion for them. And um, uh, you can't overdo it when you, when you go to pour on the love on the unsaved. Amen. 
Just let them know how much that you appreciate them and you care about them and walk in wisdom toward them. Present yourself as someone that really cares and you're compassionate toward them that are lost. Amen. Amen. And redeem the time. Use the opportunity. Don't let it pass by. You may not get the opportunity again, so redeem the time. Buy up the opportunities and let the Lord use you as you reach out. Amen. Now, too often when we think of missions, we think of, well, I pray for the missionaries and I give missionary offerings. But there's a step, another step further that we need to take, and that is we need to be a missionary. Be a missionary. Every one of us. We're all called of God to be missionaries. Sent of God. That's literally what a missionary is. One that is sent. Like an apostolic ministry is just one that is sent. And we are sent of God. You're sent onto your job. You're sent to your family. You're sent to your neighborhood, your community, uh, to people you do business with, that you rub shoulders with. You are, you are a missionary to all of them. Amen. Amen. So, Lord, open the doors. Lord, give me a clear message. Lord, help me to walk in wisdom, to present myself in such a way that they would want what I have, that they would long for what I have. And then it says that your, that, uh, your speech would be always with grace. Amen. Always with grace. Amen. What does that mean? It means kindness, understanding, compassion, love. You say, well, I don't think they always just need love. They need, it says also seasoned with salt. So you throw in a little salt. The salt stings a little bit, but, but, the, but, but uh, you, can, you can take the salt if, the, if the, there's been a big plate full of grace. Amen. If you're just pouring on the grace and the love and the compassion and the understanding, let me tell you, people in their sins, they are bound by their sins. They need, they need help from God. They need to be delivered from their sin. They need to be set free from their sin. And uh, uh, it's the grace of God, amen, that your speech be always with grace, with grace, seasoned with salt. Sure, sometimes you, you have to speak up. You have to take a stand. You have to speak the truth. Uh, but, it, you know, it doesn't take a lot of salt to make something really salty. Just a little bit, doesn't it? Just a little bit of salt flavors it just right. And so your speech needs to be with grace, compassion and love and pouring out your, your concern and uh, uh, your kindness, your understanding toward them. Uh, but then you may need to throw in a little salt to, just to make sure that they understand that there's, there's a cost involved and there's a price to be paid. But let your speech be always with grace. Season with salt that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Amen. That's how our, our speech needs to be. So here's the prayer request of the Apostle Paul. Lord, give me open doors. Lord, Make my message clear. Lord, help me to walk in wisdom before those that are unsaved. Lord, 
Help me to speak words of grace seasoned with salt to those that are without. Amen. You know, sometimes if you've served the Lord a long time, then you, you kind of get yourself built into a little cocoon, protected, because we know uh, what the scripture says, that, that we are to uh, separate ourselves, come out from among them, be separate, the Bible says. We're to separate ourselves from the world. We're to be separate. Touch not the unclean thing. That's what the scripture says. And we know that that's the truth. But sometimes we separate ourselves and then we're so secluded from the world that we're not reaching. <laughs> that's a big mistake, isn't it? Amen. You can separate yourself from worldly ways and worldly influences, but still be reaching for the world. Still be reaching out to them in the world. Amen. And God doesn't want us to isolate ourselves from the world. Sure, we separate ourselves from the world, from the world, but we don't isolate ourselves from the world. We have we have been called of God to be in the world, as we've all heard it said before, in it, but not of it, in the world, to be salt and light and influence and a witness reaching for the world. Amen. Never fails. It never fails. During missions conference, we're, we're hearing about all these reports of all that's going on around the world, and then we'll have, we'll have people coming in to those meetings unsaved from our community. Some of you, I don't know if you'll remember this or not, but I was sitting right down here and somebody was preaching. I don't remember who it was. The building was full of people. And the lady walked in the back door and she wasn't dressed for church. She walked straight down the aisle and walked over and sat down right beside me. And I had no idea who she was. <laughs> and uh, I was a little bit... Uh, Embarrassed, but then I realized this is somebody that needs help. And every year, without fail, there are those that we have opportunities that God gives to us to be a missionary to them right here within our reach, right here in our own world that we live in. Amen. Praise God. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, every creation of God, every Man, woman, young person, no matter how messed up their life is, no matter how lost that they are, we're called to them. We are called to them. That's the ministry of the church. There's a lot of ministries that the church has, but the primary and most important thing that we're put in this world to do, and that is to be his hand extended. Amen. His hand extended to the world. And I just pray. We need to learn the prayer of the Apostle Paul here in Philippians, uh, or Colossians chapter 4, rather. We need to learn the prayer that he prayed. Lord, give me an open door. Lord, let my message be clear. Lord, give me wisdom to present myself before the world. Lord, let my speech be with grace seasoned with salt, that I might be able to answer every man. Amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the great calling and privilege we have, Lord, to be involved in the work of your kingdom. And I pray, Lord, that out of this group here tonight, you would all help us, Lord, to be the missionaries you've called us to be 
in our work, in our community, in our families. Lord, wherever you place us, Lord, help us, Lord, to see the open doors and to walk through them and to be used of the Lord. Oh, God, do a work in our hearts. Give us a burden and a compassion for those in the world that need to be saved, those in our lives, in our world, that need you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.